0: We just want our respect. Rob wants his respect. Coach Vogel wants his respect. Our Organization wants their respect. Laker Nation wants their respect, and I want my damn respect too. Woo! 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 All right. Welcome.
1: <laughs> Welcome.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the to the latest episode of uh, Basketball Bhati. As you can see, we're uh, really excited. Uh, I won't lie to you uh, I am I'm definitely not not inebriated so <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take it from there Arjun how's it going how are you feeling at this time at this Dude. moment for our listeners if you don't know uh, the game just ended uh, the Lakers just won and yeah Arjun what do you have to say yeah.
1: bro I'm stone cold sober at the moment but I am <laughs> feeling like high on life bro uh, it was uh, it was amazing to watch um, you know it's been a Ten-year journey, which were some of the worst years as a Laker fan I've ever seen, <laughs> honestly speaking. You know, uh, we had, uh, you know, Kobe's uh, post-Shack era where he just amazed us every day, even though the team wasn't competitive. It was just amazing to watch. But, uh, you know, after the, the, the two uh, back-to-back that they won, you know, a decade ago, there's been some tough years, bro, and to see them come full circle... It was really great to watch. So, uh, and you know, just been a great postseason. So, I just gotta say, man, I'm on cloud cloud nine. And uh, you know, uh, I'm glad to see you are uh, in in high spirits. You know, (laughs) firstly, it was it's been your birthday weekend, so I'm glad. uh, You know, you seem to have made the most of it. Friday Friday was a great game. Uh, although we couldn't get that title to you before your birthday, I'm sure you had a great time, and, and uh, an extra game of basketball was just amazing. You know, now that the the season's gonna be finally come to an end, uh, but what a way to to go out!
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I won't lie to you. I don't think it hurt that uh, I'd call this in six, uh, and that's what it <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. what it went. Uh, I mean, I, I you know, like hearing you talk about like the post Shack. Kobe years about the Lakers I don't care about any of that right like because <laughs> I was not a Lakers fan till last year yeah uh, it's so interesting to see like how this feels for like a true Lakers fan because I'm not a Laker fan that's yeah I would never I would never say I'm a Laker fan uh, I would never say I'm a any team fan right mm-hmm. uh, I'm a LeBron fan so like if so for me it this feels special in a very specific sort of way right yeah uh, Seeing him win Finals MVP, which he deserved, like for like, the little bit of masala at the end, you know. Yeah. If anyone had any doubt whether uh, LeBron deserved MVP, he was like, you know what, I'll just have a triple double <laughs> <laughs> in game in game six. Yeah. Uh, so just let that happen. Uh, birthday weekend. I wish that we had closed it out in game five, of course, but and that was a uh, maybe one of the funnest games. Radhika, uh, my, <laughs> my beloved wife. Be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my beloved. Uh, not, not the biggest NBA fan, uh, that would be putting it mildly. Watch <laughs> that game, like, on the edge of her seat, you know, white-knuckling it through just like the rest of us. So, you know, like, it makes me, it makes me sure that, uh, you know, like, a good basketball game can make, like, a
1: fan out of anyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. I agree with you. That game five, if, uh, you know, it was one of the best basketball games that I've seen. One of the best finals games I've seen. The intensity, the back and forth. And, uh, you know, a friend was saying, oh, what do you want tonight? And I said, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, what do you think is going to happen? I said, I'm not going to say that I think the Lakers are going to win. What I really want to see is just an epic game of basketball and some truly outstanding performances. And both uh, LeBron James and Jimmy Butler uh, did not disappoint. Butler, I think, was the first guy to have two triple doubles in the finals, was it? Or no? Am I no? no this I sense? mean, LeBron's had uh, a couple of triple yeah yeah. Before, <laughs> what but. am I saying? There was there was some there was some uh, statistical amazingness that Butler's done. He was uh, great, bro. He's yeah, fat. And, yeah. I, he was he was the second person ever to have a thirty point triple double with five steals in the playoffs since first since Gary Payton. But uh, second second time ever. And he was just outstanding. Uh, obviously, though, like, for me, the story of these two games, as LeBron has entered, um, you know, into closeout mode, was just how efficient he was. Yeah, you know, in ga- crazy Game efficient. 5, game five, what was he? I think he missed, like, four shots or something. I don't know Dude, what he, it was. Even, yeah. like, he
0: went 6 from 9 from 3, which is, like, bonkers. Uh, yeah. I mean... It's crazy. If I told you that LeBron went 6-9 from from 3 and we lost the game, you'd be like, that's nuts, right? I mean, that that says a lot about what the Heat did that game, that he had this, like, insanely awesome game. I feel like, dude, after LeBron in AD, there is no reliable third guy. And to be honest, like, I think it is Rondo, and obviously he came Mm -hmm. through in such a big way. I mean, would I have liked this to be a closer game? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would not. I yeah. I really enjoyed the the non-stressfulness of uh, game 6 that I I didn't stre- I think the minute they had like a 15 point lead, I was like there's no way LeBron's letting this one go. You know yeah, what I mean?
1: It, for those who didn't catch it, it was I think uh it was not above 30 at halftime. It was 28. Uh, I think second largest half. Yeah, second yeah. largest halftime lead of all time in the finals. If I'm not mistaken, it may be to the Detroit Pistons who whooped us in Game 5 of uh, 2004 against the Lakers. That's right. I think that might have been the biggest (laughs) blowout in NBA Finals history. I'm not sure. But that was, uh, uh, you know, to see, to go from there. The end of the first dynasty. Then we had the Kobe second little, you know, dynasty. Dude,
0: did you Uh, notice that in the... the,
1: in sorry, the, not first dynasty, but first of this uh, millennium, let's say. You know, right, right, right. Of, no, but the Lakers you know have a story? great history. Yeah, sorry. Talking
0: about Lakers history, and uh, they were showing this in the uh, in the TV coverage. Yeah. They they showed uh, Jerry West winning like a title. Then they showed the five titles that like Kareem and Magic won. Then they showed the three that Shaq and Kobe won. And then they jumped to like LeBron and AD. And I think Mark Jackson mentioned it as well. And they're like, "Dude, there was a duo there, man. Yeah. There was like, uh, 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 like I would say Kobe and Powers did duo. I'm like, yeah, of course they won two titles, exactly. bro. Like, how can you leave them out?
1: Man, power never gets the respect he deserves. He at all really
0: doesn't, dude. Mm. Even on cameo, which is what Danny Green used to send yeah. me his uh, my yeah. birthday gift uh, yeah. Uh, message. Yeah, he's only two hundred bucks on cameo. That's cheap. Some yeah. cheap. Like, why, bro? Pao is, Pao is so good, bro. Underrated yeah. as hell.
1: You know what? You know why I would say? It's because Pao is not doing it just to make money. He charged 200 because he truly wants to give blessings and wishes to all of his fans. <laughs> but if he charges any less, he would be busy all day making cameos. So it's the sweet spot. <laughs> it's probably true. you got to find the sweet spot, right? So, yeah. Uh, man, it's uh, it's amazing to see the Lakers back on top and um you know to see genie out there and you know why because uh you know it was so special just because everyone was thinking about kobe on this night yeah so so that was amazing and they both they all had such great stuff to say uh i really enjoyed lebron's speech talking about put some respect on oh uh, yeah on vogel who people said shouldn't have gotten the job first year dude say what you will yeah there
0: are two first-year coaches that have won titles with LeBron. Yes, it makes, exactly. It makes me feel like maybe it's not the coach. <laughs> yeah, maybe what, what it's you're LeBron. Saying,
1: no, no. What you're saying is completely fair, Nick. In fact, I always found it very weird on the Clippers how Doc Rivers, you know, he, again and again, he keeps getting the chances, but Ty Lue is like his assistant. You know, you got to give it up to what he achieved. He was a very cerebral player, and to win a title even with LeBron. Means you're you have the ability to ha- uh, handle personalities and uh, sure. obviously obviously know something about the X's nose. So um, Lebron
0: isn't easy by yeah, any means. Yes. Ask David
1: Blatt. How yeah. was that? How did that go for you, bro? How did that go for exactly, you, David? But that's the point, right? You know, so you can't necessarily take something away from the coaches that have succeeded with Lebron, uh, and obviously the franchises have settled on those picks for a reason. They're willing to uh, give enough leeway to their superstars, but still are able to command enough respect. And LeBron also, as a player, has learned to um, empower the coaches and and lead by example um, as a player who also has a voice because of his success, but not um, you know disempowering the coach. As uh, you know, with Spolstra, initially, there was a little bit of a tiff between LeBron and him. There was a little power struggle, but I guess Pat Riley said, "Yo, just just LeBron, just trust me. This guy knows what he's doing." And uh, with with Blatt, I think it just he he wasn't cut out for the NBA game. You know, he's a European coach who had great success there. The dynamic is very different in Europe. It's more like probably Larry Brown old school, where you're more of a dictator rather than um than a colleague. You know, so it, Vogel did a great job. Jason Kidd was supposed to be his uh, Brutus to stab him in the back, but uh, he managed to toe the line. And he got a
0: second ring, bro. That's what Jason Kidd got. He got his, his second ring. One as yeah. a player, one as an assistant.
1: Yeah, yeah, spectacular stuff. Um, well, well, where do you want to start with this, man? Uh,
0: I mean, I, I, I feel like Game Four. Uh, by the end of it, is going to sort of uh be remembered as like, just like the coronation for when LeBron. Like, we were like, all right, you know what? Let's just stop having this conversation about. LeBron being the GOAT, like, he's just the GOAT. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like, you know what, what difference does it make? Yeah. You know, like, even if this was like an easy ring. I, I mentioned this last podcast. Yeah. If there's someone who deserves an easy ring, it's probably LeBron. You know what I
1: mean? And, and you know what? If anyone who saw this series, who's actually into basketball and is watching with their eyes rather than with their preconceived notions, they would understand that Miami is not some... No. Uh the walkover lucky team that fluked into Not this. Not at right? all. Yeah. No,
0: they were great. Dude, they thumped the Bucks. Everyone was like, Oh, the Bucks are great. They thumped Bucks with Giannis, reigning defensive player and most valuable player. What? What happened?
1: How exactly. did How did Jimmy
0: Butler thump Giannis in the face? How did that happen?
1: Man, for me, I think that uh my takeaways from this is that Jimmy Butler has uh, deserves to be in the true superstar class now. Um, oh yeah. Absolutely. Now I don't know I don't know how long that list is. Uh we no, so, this, let me yeah. ask
0: you, be explicit. Yeah.
1: Tell me yeah. tell me where
0: you would rank Butler right now. Let's like if you want to take like a minute yeah. to think about it. No, no I'll right, tell, tell you tell I, me I've a thought about where this. you would rank him. I've thought yeah, about this. I've him.
1: thought about this. I've discussed this many times with people because uh honestly for me I used to be a little bit of a uh anti-clay guy in terms of the hierarchy of the shooting <laughs> guards. Listen, I think he's, I think he's one of the most amazing, uh, uh, shoot- he's top five shooter of all time and he's a great Clay? player. Clay is the second Clay. best shooter of all time, bro. Uh, Duncan Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm not going to go there. Listen, I honestly, uh, uh, was chatting about people about Reggie Miller. I think his, uh, greatness is forgotten as sure. well. But look, Clay, is amazing. Uh, the thing is, He's also the kind of guy who on a team on his own, you can't expect like he works so well in the warrior system. Uh, another debate that's been going around uh, of late is the AD greatness because people are saying, oh, AD deserves the MVP and LeBron is winning because of AD. And then people are saying, oh, but AD won nothing before LeBron and he only got out in the first round, etc., cetera, et cetera. Now, if you saw those series when he was getting knocked out in the first round, sure, he was the eighth seed or whatever it may be. He was still getting it done 30 points a night high efficiency but the point is on his own he cannot win series because he needs to be part of a system that uh, brings out his best uh, traits and with clay I feel the same thing with Jimmy Butler he's one of those guys who is uh, playing a role in creating that system to empower the other players he's a starter you know what I'm saying he, he, he's a he, he generates the offense he creates whatever that team needs, uh, the identity of the team, right? And I just thought he was absolutely spectacular. I think he's clearly above PG. Uh, I'd say he's better than Clay. I honestly think it's like on perimeter, uh, you know, wing players. Now, we know there's a little bit of position fluidity now with some of these guys. No, I mean,
0: so, let, let, uh, me, let me be a little bit more explicit then, yeah. right? So, we have... The upper echelon is probably LeBron, AD... KD, yeah. Steph, Harden. Uh, I'm forgetting someone okay, important. Okay, Now no, here's the here's Kawhi. the point. Let, that's um, let, six. let, let me right, take that's let me t- let me take it. Would back. you take yeah. Butler over Embiid? Would you take Butler over Ben Simmons? Yeah. So I would Butler take over?
1: I would take Butler over Ben Simmons in a heartbeat. Now again, let's just say we we drop the whole contracts, this that age. Sure. We're talking about, we're talking about right now to win. I think Butler might be like seventh, bro, bro, bro. For me. As far as winning is concerned, I have him above Harden. Okay? No. Because I don't think Harden's a winner. Listen, I, I don't, look, Jimmy Butler scores... He averaged his numbers in this series. He may have averaged 25, but he begrudgingly scored those points. He didn't want to take any of those shots. You know what I'm saying? He could have had an extra 5-7 points a game. Instead, he... Look, did you see where he handed the ball to Bam to dunk that ball in game 5 or whatever? Right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Like, he's not trying to get... Points. So that's why I'm not a believer in stats. I'm a believer in like the overall impact and the leadership, man. Look, the one game when they were completely down, their two stars, he single handedly beat this Laker team. Okay. And then when he got Bam back in a a knockout game where LeBron's never lost a finals closeout game, right? Yeah. And I had said
0: LeBron had a great game in that
1: game, too. Yeah. And I had said he had won 18 in a row. It turned out he had won 17 out of 18 closeout games. Mm -hmm. Again, Jimmy Butler just said no. You know, and uh, very few people can can have that kind of effect. Obviously, KD can, Kawhi can. James Harden is not that player. I'm sorry.
0: So, but like I would take yeah. I would take Jimmy Butler over many people who are considered stars. I would take him over Cat. I would yeah. take him over Embiid. Yeah. Over Ben Simmons. I would take him over Devin Booker. Tell me one thing. Do you think Do you think the the Clippers had they made
1: it past Denver? Do you think the Lakers would have beaten them? I think they would have stopped them because it's about resilience, man. And this is what the Lakers team is about. This is what LeBron James is about. This is what Jimmy Butler is about. Yeah, I agree. It's so easy after you get beat just to hang your heads and say, I want to go home. I want to go, you know, uh, get back uh, sliding into some DMs on Instagram, all that, (laughs) you know? Because, I mean, how many people actually think they're going to come back against that team? And the fact is, they didn't. And they were probably never going to do it. If you were to run simulations being down 3-1 against that Lakers squad, out of 1,000 games, I mean 1,000 simulations, probably 10 times Miami would come back. Like a 1%, let's just say, is the chance that they would have come back. And that would be in scenarios where AD goes down or LeBron goes down. Maybe 80 yeah. kind of 80 was AD did. hobbled AD, last, last AD was game hobbled. anyway. 80 was yeah, hobbled, yeah, yeah. LeBron had a, a game for the ages, man. It like that, and it that came down to the wire. There was a it, it was one Danny
0: Green friend of the yeah. pod, <laughs> <laughs> birthday, yeah. birthday buddy of the pod. Yeah, uh, we were one Danny Green missed shot away
1: from a five game like championship right yeah so it would have been 4-1 4-1 all through lakers 4-1 yeah. every series uh one of the most dominant playoff runs uh you know since the lakers went 15 and 1 in 2000 uh but uh by the way were you and hardy the ones uh making death threats to danny green or what <laughs> <laughs> so i mean so, so okay so let me yeah. ask you a question
0: as a lakers fan and mm-hmm. so i'm obviously as, as a lebron fan i'm hoping that he He's had a repeat. He's had a single one-off win with one team. I kind of want him to have like one three-peat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And like complete the (laughs) six. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking maybe he wins like two more rings with the Lakers back to back to back.
1: All right. So a couple of things. I had made this point about the impressiveness of this feat by LeBron, which is to have won now titles with three different teams, as well as obviously finals MVP on those teams. But with LeBron, I mean, I'm not so concerned about the finals MVP. I'm just... Of course that that plays a big part in it when we talk about these legacy debates but again, it's a popularity contest sometimes um so what I was saying was Jordan won six in eight years, right all with one team, which took a lot a lot of time to build that team that fit what Jordan likes to do right mm-hmm. Jordan wants to play a certain way he needed that defense around him he needed a mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know a sidekick like Pippin who was just a freak. Like that defense, you know, the perimeter defense, the amount of yep. steals and pressure that the two of them could put on, and mm-hmm. a guy like Rodman that came, and then they had the shooters, right? But yep. had Jordan shifted to another team, would he have been able to build another title contender? I mean, I'm sure there would have been a contender. Would they have been champions with a different group of people around him? And LeBron has managed to win now with uh, three different franchises with three vastly different personnel so when you look at it right now when i look at all the sidekicks and players that lebron has played with bosh was a good shooting big man who was a little bit soft in my opinion and was not. Sure. he was now like what 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 bosh could do in today's nba really Soft well. like
0: kevin love but maybe not that soft i don't yeah,
1: know yeah i mean the point is they're both guys who are considered stars or superstars and max players but they yeah, were yeah, they yeah. were what i would consider to be potentially a negative contract as far as you're paying that guy a max. Is he contributing a max to the team? i Kevin not Love so is sure. not a max guy. Yeah. like I think Kevin yeah. Love was overpaid his whole time. Man, there. He, he was hitting huge numbers on a team that wasn't making the playoffs, right? So yeah. is yeah. it just a stat guy, you know? And I think he's a great player. I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for him because given what physically his gifts are, he plays very hard, and he tries very hard, and he's a, he knows how to contribute, and he does those outlet passes. But that's not what I consider like to be a a sec a, like a Scottie Pippen man, you know. Like no, nowhere Jordan, close. Jordan. Was, Neither was Kyrie. As yeah, much as yeah. Kyrie would like to think he's God's
0: gift to basketball,
1: he's yep, not. Yep, yep. I think uh, Jay Wright was uh, on his talk show talking about this Kyrie thing, and he mentioned a couple of Washington Wizards and. Uh, they said, you know, like keep my name out of your mouth. Firstly, he said Kyrie is like a Gilbert Arenas without the <laughs> without the 29 p- points per game season. And then and then he said he's like a uh, Bradley Beal with the ring. And then Bradley Beal was like, "Yo, keep my name out of your mouth." And he's like, "No disrespect to you. I'm just saying, uh, you're 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 an amazing player, but he why is he getting more love than who, you? Are? Who would
0: you rather have on your team, Bradley Beal or Kyrie Irving?"
1: I honestly
0: as a teammate, I would l- rather have Bradley Beal. And frankly... To me, it's not even close. I, it's yeah. Bradley Beal all the way. Like, yeah, yeah. Bradley Beal play, plays way better defense, mm-hmm. passes the ball better. Sure, in a in a one-on-one scoring scenario, yeah, Kyrie's better than Bradley Beal. But I don't care about that sort of play anyway.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's not a one-on-one league. You want to go play one-on-one, go to the local neighborhood uh, playground and go play your one-on-one. Exactly. He's great as Uncle Drew. Uncle yeah, Drew, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. The ridiculous bullshit he said about,
1: <laughs> oh, KD's the first
0: teammate I've had. Who oh man, I feel like could take. Oh, well, I can trust you. The last shot. <laughs> listen, listen. You got kicked out of Cleveland. You got clicked uh, You got chased out of Boston. You'll mm-hmm. probably get chased out of Brooklyn once KD realizes what a flat flatterer you
1: are man we need to put that guy on a ship send him to the end of the end of the map the the flat earth and let him fall off the end of the map bro honestly <laughs> we've all heard, heard <laughs> enough of him and uh, you know what this is the thing now now you asked about the future what do i see right now yeah. sadly i think next season we're gonna have to be hearing a lot from Kyrie, dude because this, in fact this whole off season this guy's not gonna shut up and the fact yeah. is next season we're gonna be hearing a lot from Kyrie because of kd because i believe he in better- him. Men- and After all
0: that he said, he better make the finals. You know what I mean? And Brooklyn better make the finals. Bro,
1: if those guys had any balls, they would have come right here into this uh, bubble and they would have brought it and tried to take this title. KD was ready to come back three months, three months before the bubble, bro. I mean, how long do you need to heal? Now again, it's an Achilles, and you know what? More than anything else, I want to see KD come back as KD. Yeah, so I'm, I, I'm I'm fine with him not coming back. I want to see KD and Kyrie at their best. Yeah. let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah, let's yeah. see what that's but all about. But you know what, Nick? That team is so talented. Besides them, bro, it is. It is. Yo. I love Karis Levert. I love Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I love uh, Jared Jack Allen. Allen. And then yeah. and then you know DeAndre even even DeAndre even can ha- play. Yeah, and sure. and Joe, Joe Harris, Joe Harris, perfect, perfect role player to fit in. Perfect with them. three point
0: yeah, three yeah. point competition
1: winner. Uh, yeah. I think I mean, Sean Marks is the general manager, a former Spurs uh, guy. Yeah, But,
0: I mean, it depends, right? If Giannis goes to the heat.
1: Well, where right? are you hearing that? I want to hear more about that. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard a couple of people talk about Giannis to the heat. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason because the Lakers look so good. Uh, the bar is set very high. Yeah, so that's when super teams come together, man. And we're going to see some big moves because people realize... LeBron's got the perfect sidekick for him. I mean, AD got the perfect big brother to play under. um, And LeBron knows how to get the best out of him. So as I was talking about LeBron's teammates in the past, right? Um, So I was telling you about Chris Bosh and my feelings about him, okay? He would be good in today's game because he's the kind of big, like how we saw Marquis Morris and all these guys who are having to switch and rotate on the the perimeter. And even though Bosh is seven feet, He was always pretty light on his feet and was able to stretch out and defend the perimeter. So he was a good pick and roll defender with LeBron and all that. So the Heat's defense was very good back in the day, even though they didn't really have rim protection because Bosh could play that role. And because Wade and LeBron were two of the best athletes in the world, any sport at that point in time, right? LeBron I mean uh, Wade was a little bit past his athletic prime probably at like 2930 coming down with you know all that wear and tear and um, you know in his game being so physical. Um, but he was amazing. he had won he had the uh, you know he, he had the experience and LeBron took a lot from that you know So as much as we also want to question LeBron in those early finals failures, please do understand something that the guy came into the game at 18 years old in what 2003. So by the time he was on the Heat, he was still younger than Jordan when Jordan started winning, you know? So to learn to win, Wade was a great big brother that way, the way that AD has LeBron as a big brother now. But the fit of the two of them, it was a my turn, your turn kind of a dynamic, all right? And subsequently to that, when he went to Cleveland, right, he had Love, who was a stretch four, not a physical interior presence— You had Tristan Thompson, who's a rebounder, good offensive rebounder, not a very uh, aggressive role man who could get easy alley-oops. And like, look at the impact that you have when you have a guy like AD, uh, who you you, like, man, how do you defend that with LeBron and AD, you know? And I think the AD right now, he hung out a little bit on the perimeter, people were saying, and this and that. He did have stretches of the games. When he did try and uh, impose his will interior, in the interior, he had some nice dunks mm-hmm. and some post-ups here and there. But you know what? To be fair, uh, it's not something he does all the time. But partly that's because he's been banged up, right? So yeah. uh, I, I do think that this is the first time LeBron has had a superstar, a true superstar, who fits his game well. And is actually like playing and contributing to a true superstar, superstar level. Now, I do think like both Dwayne Wade and Kyrie were su- superstars, right? But they weren't able to contribute as like a top five, top ten player in, in harmony with LeBron. Like Dwayne yeah. on his own is a top ten player. I mean, they were. But, they were uh, enough to win man, a title. You know what? Go to those years though now. And if we go look at any of those seasons and we're trying to say who were the top ten players uh, in the NBA this year, you know? You'll see. Oh, yeah. That. None of yeah. none
0: of LeBron's teammates ever hit that list.
1: Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade as a player on his own, yes. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely because he and LeBron, they weren't synergistic. Le- LeBron, like, look at how they lost those those two finals that they lost, right? It was because they dared these guys to shoot, the spacing, you know, in the regular season and all that, it was all well and good. But, It just wasn't perfect. Like, now when you see how the Lakers play defensively, they fit together so well. Again, I've always talked about um, bringing up the point that AD is the perfect complement. The first true uh, great fit LeBron has had with a star player because it's on both ends of the court. The ability to protect the rim and with that length, along with LeBron's athleticism and length, makes the Lakers so good defensively. And that's what was the story of Game 6. And on the other end of the court, it's the ability to, um, uh, like ha- be an alley oop threat, right? Yeah. LeBron, LeBron is killing it with the assists now in the Lakers because he has true uh, uh, threats who can who, who, and it's just the threat of the alley oop and that cutter, someone who's so explosive with him, and even Dwight and the other Javel, whenever they're in the game. LeBron. He's talking about Dwight. Yeah. I just just want to finish that point, right? So, because because that has to be respected by the defense, that means that that man has to drop in. The help defender has to take a step in to stop AD from getting the alley-oop. That makes the shooters that much more open. So, this is finally the fit that LeBron needs that is going to be so hard to beat. I don't see how, with him and AD being healthy... That they're not going to be uh, extremely hard uh, to stop all the time, offensively and defensively. Um, other teams can be super teams. They're still going to struggle with the Lakers just because the way that these two guys match up together. Um, so I think we're going to see this team competing as long as LeBron and AD stay healthy, and as long as LeBron can continue to beat Father Time. So yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: I-, I agree. I think they're going to be competitive next year, even though the The pool is going to be harder and rougher next year uh, with presumably Golden State coming back into the flow, Clippers being better, so on and so forth, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. But I think before we jump on to next year, I want to mull a little bit more on this squad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk about, you know how like it was so special when 2011, yeah, when the Mavericks won. Yeah, it was great that Dirk finally got a championship. But it's also great that Jason Kidd got a championship, that Jason Terry got a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a bunch of these old dudes that we yeah. were very happy who we loved and they were great role players or they were really good in their prime and somehow just never made a, never got a championship. You know, like Barkley never got a championship or T Mac never got a championship sure. or AI never got a championship, right? Mm-hmm. And talking about that, like, I'm kind of grateful that Dwight has a championship. You know what I mean? I think. Dwight is one of those guys who sort of, I know as a Lakers fan, you (laughs) probably hate it. But for me, I feel like it's such a great redemption story, you know, like that he went from being this MVP defensive player of the year, like number one draft pick, biggest, most famous Mm -hmm. player at one point, like competing with LeBron for like, oh, maybe this guy is like as big as and as great as LeBron. Like there was a time there was a conversation happening in that. In that realm, back yeah. in uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, but I'm just saying that I'm glad that he sort of like went from being like people thought he was dead, he was gone, yeah. he's never going to play another season again of meaningful basketball, and he's probably going to like spend his career in Charlotte or or Washington, just like 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 going like sort of like just like flittering away, and he played meaningful minutes yeah. on this Lakers team and. Uh, I was just watching his Instagram live. It's some like really emotional, heartfelt stuff right there. You know what I mean? Like, wow. yeah, like really uh, uh, sentimental. Yeah. He's trending on Twitter and he's okay. like some sentimental stuff. Uh, if I can. Yeah. I Forward will... me some of that, bro, because I'm not. You know, you know I'm what? Not so I may, good even, media. I may <laughs> even see if I can find yeah. it and clip yeah. it into okay. our podcast itself. If it is, yeah. it'll play here. Uh, just to hear that word champion you know you know you're feeling in your heart you know you say it to yourself but to see it actually manifest you know and in, in the physical is amazing you know so just to you know hear that word champion it means a lot you know and it's not just about just having a trophy but it's a mindset you know and I know a couple of years ago I said I'm a champion and people laughed and You know, it wasn't being a champion of a a basketball game, but a champion in life. Uh, Knowing that, you know, there's many times that, you know, we all have failed and i failed, but instead of folding and laying down, you know, a champ gets back up.
1: Yeah. So uh, to respond to that, you know, initially, uh, you know, with Dwight, I have some mixed emotions. And initially when you said that, I was going to come back uh, a little bit on the opposite side. But, you know, I have to say, because Dwight's just a bit of a child in some lot of ways. But, uh, you know, the, the fact is this. The fact is this. I'm a You're big not believe- wrong. Yeah. Look, the guy uh, decided that he was happy to come in and, and play this role. And I think that shows growth uh, and some maturity in him. So I'll give him credit for that. Um, he was a, a very valuable player on the team. And you know what? He's part of the Lakers 2020 championship squad. I love my Lakers. Uh, so he's now a, a part, you know, of my team, so I'm not going to hate on him at all. Um, that being said, you know, it goes back to 2010, the beginning of the uh, you know, downturn of Kobe's career where Dwight was just such a Now, will you please bleep that, Nick. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, bleep it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> he was just such a that um, Kobe had to do all the heavy lifting. He played 48 minutes in a row for, like, five games just to try to get the Lakers into the playoffs. And he tore his Achilles. And if it wasn't for that, I honestly feel Kobe was trying to chase Mike himself, you know? He could have gone for six. He could have gone for seven. And I was really hoping for that. And with the butterfly effect and all that, you know, maybe Kobe would still be here today if it wasn't for Dwight. I blame Dwight Howard. (laughs) For his death? So um I mean pretty much yeah man uh good for Dwight uh good for Kuzma as well um there were people yeah. who were saying Kuzma shouldn't get a championship ring <laughs> <laughs> I don't know man people love to hate you know Dude
0: okay okay I have I have something I, this is I think uh, uh and I, and, I, and there were a lot of people who were sh- Kuzma for oh they didn't want him in the trade for AD so that's why he got left behind all of mm-hmm. these things But more than that, there were murals made when LeBron moved to LA and people painted LeBron in with Laker-like legends Legends, and people threw paint on LeBron's face Mm. saying, we don't want you here, you know, like,
1: and it made me feel like, Lakers fans, you know what (laughs) I mean? See, this is again the thing, you know, like, uh, to love LeBron doesn't mean you have to hate on Kobe. To love LeBron doesn't mean you have to hate on Michael. And I, I guarantee you, a lot of those same guys who are, you know, uh, throwing paint on his murals or writing the N word on his gate in Beverly Hills. Yeah, f- that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, you know, um, those Fairweather fans will change their tune. And if they don't, f them, right? As you say. So, um,. I don't know, man. I don't want to go down the political route here. But, you know, it, it was an important part of LeBron's speech. So I just thought that that was really commendable. Everything that he and the league have stood for through this. And uh, sure. and he said, put respect on, on his coach's name. Put respect on Jeannie's name. Put respect on the Lakers' name. Put respect on Rob Polinka's name. And put some damn respect on my name. LeBron James damn had right. to say. right? <laughs> damn so, right. Yeah. But, I mean, I just
0: feel like, you know, this time around when I saw LeBron talking at, like, accept the Bill Russell Finals MVP trophy for the fourth time, and now I've seen him do it four times live, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I've seen his reaction, and it just seemed so... I don't know whether it was the fact that there were no fans around, or maybe it was the fact that it was his fourth ring, or maybe it was the fact that it was a blowout victory. I don't know what it was, but he seemed far more at peace. Yeah. You know, with himself, with who he was, where it was almost like, I didn't need this, but I'm happy I have it. You know what I mean? Where, uh, I think he's going to go for like, like he's going to try and win a championship every year that he's in the league till he retires. Yeah. But, uh, that's just who he is. But I feel like he's reached this place where I think you know how like after winning the championship in two thousand and sixteen, beating the seventy-three nine Warriors, he was like, I'm still I feel like I'm still chasing
1: that shadow of Jordan.
0: I don't think he's chasing anymore.
1: Uh I I mean for me, Nick, I think that LeBron he knows his place in history. He is a self-assured man now. I agree with you, everything, what you're saying. But, as you said, he wants to win a ring every year. So, he's, sure. he the only way he's going to be smiling at the end of the year is if he's holding up those trophies, right? Um, but I agree, like, you know, he knows where he is in life and um, he knows that the haters are only going to hate, right? So, he's not bothered by that and he just, he, it's just, It's just about getting it done, man. And what was great to see is his relationships with the team, with AD, you know. Uh, You could tell there was a lot of love out there on the court, man. And uh, it was a... Do you think AD is staying or no? Oh, bro, (laughs) come on. Like... How can you leave this set up, bro? He has to defend. Man, sure. you'd be the most hated man in America. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Except all the Who ha- would he go to? Who yeah, would he go to? Yeah.
0: Like, if you were to leave, who would you go to yeah. that would give you a chance of winning a championship better than the team that you just won the championship? Nobody with. who's got cap room. Bro, and you're not... With the greatest I, yeah. with the greatest player of all time. Yeah. And you're not with, asking
1: for any sign of trades. So, he's not going Rondo
0: anywhere. Rondo is going to stay. Kuzma mm-hmm. going to stay. Uh uh a c is gonna stay and honestly they started a c this time yeah like i think swapping out Caruso for dwight was a was a genius move
1: dude a part of how good were uh a c and Rondo to start the game man oof dude rondo was what six for six
0: yeah and yeah. only that dude the defense mm-hmm. miami he didn't know what was happening to them they didn't they couldn't buy a shot like for a long time i think yeah. they They were
1: like, what? They were 58 points at the end of the third quarter to start the fourth. Yeah, man. The defense was amazing. So I think, you know, we'll have to see a different kind of team maybe could get the Lakers problems. Obviously, next year, we're going to be talking about um, Brooklyn in a big way. We'll see what the Bucs do. Golden
0: State in a big way. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I don't think, uh, honestly, I don't think the Bucs are going to be, even if they're the first seed, I don't see them competing for the East again next year just because I still think this Miami team is better than them, how they're constructed, as I said before they played. And um, I think Brooklyn's going to come back in a big way. I think we'll obviously see some other teams. Boston's going to be better. Boston is going to be better. Those young guys are going to be better. Yeah. But you know what? I, I also feel that just through natural growth there... Like how, how much better are they going to be? I still feel they had to just change it up, man. I, as I, we've talked about this through the season. I told you they should have pushed the chips all in for AD, even if uh, they were unsure if he was going to stay because like, look at what the Lakers have done. Right. I mean, you, we were talking about the five years, 10 years, 10 years since the last title uh, and the five years of absolute horrible basketball through that. We, we acquired some really interesting pieces and, I love those young players, man. I thought Brandon Ingram was an amazing player. I think, you know, they could have done really well with LeBron, you know? Um, if that team could have continued to grow together and he won most improved, so yeah, we yeah. knew he was good. So so yeah. for me, like the pieces we gave up were like really hard to see go, you know? Uh, and I think as ba- Alonzo Ball. I, yes, I love Alonzo Ball. He's a great guy. Exactly. And now Yeah. So I feel I feel Boston is again in a similar position where they have these stars, right? Now, Tatum maybe is a superstar, maybe, I don't know, like let's just, again. What I mean to say is he's a superstar talent. Is he a, a superstar like how Jimmy Butler every game you could tell was dictating? See, Tatum, he comes and goes in the flow of game, in the flow of the game. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. not able to control the game. And they have enough guys. Gordon comes in off the bench does a great job. But again, I think that they need to find uh some kind of a trade that can bring something different to them. And I think they're going to need a reliable big man because with Tice, it's not going to happen, you know? So, honestly, right now, next year, Brooklyn looks to be a contender for me out on the East. The Heat, uh, I think, are a great team. But possibly, they might also need to just do a little tweaks here and there. Maybe some people will try and join them on the minimum, thinking uh, that they can contend, which is not mistaken. Um, Toronto, maybe, if they change things up again, could be a contender in the East. Philadelphia, we'll see what happens now with Doc Rivers in the fold. I feel, um, already I feel for Steve Nash, though, trying to coach Kyrie out there. I don't know how that's going to work out. Let's see. Uh, and in the West, it comes down to the Clippers, if they can rebound. Denver continuing to grow. Maybe uh, Porter Jr. next year could be a 20-point-per-game guy. Jamal Murray sure. can be uh, continue his ascent and uh, jokic is is just amazing man who knows uh now that he sees what a little working out can do maybe he'll continue to you know tra- transform his body who knows man I, honestly i'm saying like uh uh we'll see I, and, I i love and
0: and also i mean honestly it's yeah. not a great free agency next year like this yeah. coming free agency there's ad but let's be honest uh AD has a player option and he's probably going to stay with the lakers mm-hmm. uh there's uh, Brandon Ingram, DeRozan, Van Vliet, uh, Montrezl Harrell, Gordon Hayward, yeah. Bogdanovich, Dragic, Bertans, Gallinari. Like, yeah. it's uh it's a few impact, impact players. Great. I mean, a few impact Very players great.
1: that we'll see moving. I think given the uncertainty with the uh, cap and all that, that a lot of players may just opt in or re-sign. And uh, I think the movement we're going to see is disgruntled players. Like I know Depot spoke up and said he wanted to move. And I saw an interesting article here in the Bay Area by a Bay Area writer uh, through, uh, at The Athletic, which uh, you've gotten me hooked on to, uh, which was talking about um, poten- yeah, potentially Miles Turner coming to the Warriors, which I think would be a pretty good fit because... For who? Or oh, is he a free agent? No, but uh, he just doesn't fit in all that well with Sabonis. And mm. uh, who knows? They might try and shake things up if Oladipo is leaving. Um, so we'll see what happens there. There was a talk of like, oh, Wiggins for like TJ Warren and Miles Turner, which I thought was the most ludicrous trade. But I think the
0: Why the hell would but,
1: Indiana yeah, do that? Yeah, but you have the number two pick. So there could be some pick element involved there. And you sure. have you have next year's Minnesota pick. So that also could be a piece that's thrown in there. So, look, the Warriors are going to rebound, right? They're rested. um, And, you know, they got some great pieces. We've seen them in the finals five years in a row. before, Four years in a row? Five years in a row. Five. Five, yeah, yeah. They lost two. They won three. So we'll be seeing them back, man. And um, clearly the bar has been set. We have a new Shaq and Kobe uh, in this era uh, with LeBron and AD. And the Lakers are going to be probably... Uh, huge betting favorites when they set the line. Vegas probably do that by tomorrow, you know? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and and you know, just to close out this season, I feel like, you know, with the crazy season that it's been with the lockdown and Kobe dying and, you know, just LeBron sort of having his first season with AD, I, I, feel, like, I feel like sort of in many ways this has been... You know, with LeBron sort of really trying hard, coming second in MVP after many years. You know, like he, in his 17th season, mm-hmm. it just sort of like felt like, like he's 35, 36. Uh, Jordan was also like sort of his second three-peat game started at this age. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I, I just feel like he just feels so self-assured. I was thinking about it before the game started today. I was like, oh, Jimmy Butler played like seven, 47 minutes last game. That's what, that's what LeBron should do in game six. Just play like 47 minutes and win this. And the reason I thought that was every time LeBron was in the game, I really felt like, oh, we could win this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Just,
1: Whenever he's in there, the game's in under control. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, man. Uh, very few players really give you that sense of comfort. And LeBron... Rondo
0: gave me a bit of that as well.
1: Yeah, he, he's an amazing player and really but Le- nothing smart. nothing like LeBron. So smart. Now, obviously not. The, the ability, the difference in their ability is uh, tremendous. But LeBron, I mean, um, uh, Rondo is a tremendous athlete in his own right. Um, has a, of course. Has a great skill set. Has an has a amazing athletic body uh, of different proportions. And uh, yeah, man, he's going to be back and we'll see where it goes. I think that uh, I'm hoping that also this uh, this break, you know, with COVID and all that happening, delaying the, the playoffs, I'm glad that it, it, it man- we managed to conclude the season. Uh, we're going to have a, a bridge season of some sort next year. Um, I, the way I see LeBron uh, proceeding now is playing less and less in the regular season doing the yeah. whole Kawhi kind of preventative maintenance route. and
0: yeah, I mean, he played 82 games three years ago and yeah. no one cared. I
1: so. Ideally, Lakers should try to get the first seed, uh, but they don't even need it. He just needs to be healthy nope. in the playoffs. And the guy's yeah. going to stick around till Bronny comes around, man. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's like, definitely going to do that. What, the only thing I could see of LeBron not finishing his career as a Laker is if Bronny gets drafted somewhere else and LeBron is a free agent. And, and 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 honestly, if he wins a title on a fourth team, and uh, that would be something. <laughs> and you know what? I'm gonna cheer for this guy with his son. Yes, exactly. I'm gonna cheer for him wherever he goes. Uh, you know, we started the first episode of our um, podcast talking about more than a game and how you know, you know, you yeah. got into basketball, and I've always loved LeBron from before he became a player. And you know, my my love affair with him had a little breakup in between where. You know, I told you that I was also um, a little bit soured by him in certain times and, you know, at some point didn't really root for him, maybe rooted against him a bit. He won me back in a big way in Cleveland when they went down against the Warriors and he just played like a god. And, um, you know, man, he stands for everything I believe in. So I'm so happy to see him get this ring, the Lakers get the ring uh, and to be back on top, man. It's been a great season. And so, for all you out there, you know who are uh, feeling the withdrawal already now with the season coming to an end, fear not because Basketball Bachi got your back, yo. And we're gonna keep it Damn rolling. Right. Yeah, we're gonna keep it rolling and be coming, uh, coming back to you soon with another episode. And we're gonna stay with you through the off season. Uh, an episode, at
0: least one episode every week for sure. Uh, so yeah, keep keep your ears peeled.